Welcome back. Hour number two of the Bill Michael Show. Good to have you. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Um, Scott says, I want to see the Green Bay Packers uh, run, then pass and score points in each quarter, especially after half. Um, that's almost simplifying it too much, Scott, but you're correct. The uh, the other, well, the, the, the thought line, when we were talking back in the first hour of the program, uh, obviously uh, the 49ers, they pick up Christian McCaffrey. And that kind of... That's a big name uh, to rock the the NFL world, so to speak. So the question is now, what do the Packers do? We all know what they need. You know, there's a there's a a thought out there that they are in the Chase Claypool hunt, at least uh, on the uh, Pittsburgh side of things. Uh, it says uh, there's an article in SteelerNation.com that the reports are the Packers are aggressively uh, trying to acquire Steelers Chase Claypool ahead of the trade deadline. Um, would you be disappointed if the Packers don't make a move? And one of the questions that was asked and then answered was, it doesn't matter what the Packers do, the problem is Aaron Rodgers. Do you? I, I don't believe that. I think there are people that... I, I would always ask why. Why is the problem Aaron Rodgers? Why why is the problem Aaron Rodgers? Now, has Aaron Rodgers done things incorrectly or, you know, missed certain things? Yeah, absolutely. But why do you believe the problem is Aaron Rodgers? He has when it comes to talent on the field, you're, you're, you're not going to be better with Jordan Love, okay? Just get that out of your head. Uh, what in the world makes you believe that? What has he shown that you go, oh, God, you got to play this guy? Because that's just you – know, the only thing you can say is, well, he's going to run the offense. Okay, well, Rodgers and M- LaFleur have both stated LaFleur's calling the plays. Rodgers to the point where he said, you know, we need to simplify things. Things are too complex. The calls are too complex. It, it, that's not Rodgers. So what makes you think that the problem is Rodgers? You know, now would you change your play calling if Jordan Love was in there? Maybe. Because you would have to simplify things. Because he hasn't seen it under center the way Rodgers has. But I, I don't understand this this thread of consciousness that's streaming over on the Bud Light live stream where people say, well, it's, it's Rodgers. It doesn't matter who you get. It's Rodgers. I think Rodgers has made some mistakes. Sure. I think Rodgers would admit he's made some mistakes. He would have to. But if you think your chance of winning is better with Jordan Love, you obviously are smoking the ayahuasca rather than just taking it as a herbal supplement. Um, I You probably are on. I would say, and, and Ricky, you probably hit the, more, the head you know, the nail a little bit more than most. I would say at this point in time, if I had to say where the blame lies, I throw it right at the feet of Matt LaFleur. I 
I, I would I would throw it right at the feet of Matt LaFleur. And the reason why is it has been stated time and again by analysts and former players that are offensive-minded players that watch this team. They say a lot of the same thing. They say, you're still calling plays and running plays as if Devontae Adams is still here. You're not doing things. You know, it, it is... It is, um, you know, as as Matt Lafleur says, it's unacceptable. We'll look at the tape, but it's unacceptable. But to to your best weapon is Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones, and you're not even putting the ball in his hands. That's play calling, and that's not Rodgers checking out of plays not to get Aaron Jones the ball. He has stated it in in the press conference this week that he did. Said, yeah, he we got to get the ball in his hands more. Yes, I agree. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is consciously checking out of every run play that uh, is called for Aaron Jones so he doesn't get the ball. And that seems to be what some of you are thinking. And I, I just I don't follow that train of thought as to what. If I'm Rodgers, and I uh, look at it this way, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I come to the line of scrimmage and I see press man on the outside and it's a, it's a run play called for Aaron Jones. Now, unless I see a linebacker already eking up to fill the gap, that Jones is going to be running to, what matchup at the line of scrimmage makes you go, oh, I got to get the ball to him. I got to check out of this and get the ball to him. Right? Back in the day when you had Greg and Jermichael and James and Jordy and Donald, and you had those guys, you had five weapons. Yeah, you could check out of it because you know what? One of those five were going to get open. They had the mismatch. You don't have that anymore. Now you walk to the line of scrimmage and you're like, oh, crap. Crap, where am I going to go with the ball? Is he even going to run the right route? Blue 89, whatever. Blue 89, yeah, who cares? Hut, hut, you know, I'm handing the ball off. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy and and Joseph over on the Bud Light live stream. You're right. A lot of these throws that are a little bit short, a little bit overthrown. Rogers is throwing them in the vicinity, but he's throwing it to where only the receiver may be able to make a play because they're not open. You know, I mean the 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 pass that was thrown last weekend against the Jets uh, was an under route. I can't remember who it was thrown to, but it was it was short by five yards. And people went, oh, geez, look at Rodgers. That's a terrible pass. Well, <laughs> where was he going to throw it? The guy was covered. He was just throwing it to get rid of it. You know, he was just throwing it to get rid of it. Al Lazard does an, uh, you know, an up and out. He's on the sideline. He, he's, he, it's just out of the reach of his fingertips. But it was the only place you could put it because Lazard was the only guy to be able to catch it. He was covered. They just don't have enough offensive weapons, and they woefully overestimated. I said it all offseason, and nobody would listen. Alan Lazard, as much as I like him, he is good when he has other and better receivers around him. Because he's a good route runner, and if he gets one-on-one, he can get open when you don't have safeties and linebackers and such bearing down on him. 
or you're passing them off through a zone because you're paying attention to Devontae or somebody of that ilk on the outside. He's wide open because of that. But as the lead guy, no, no. He's a three. He's not even a two. He's a three. So th- this whole thing of, well, we got Alan Lazard, it's just stop. Without Devontae, we're 7-0. Stop. Stop. I just, I you you gotta you gotta look at the play, and then say who's open. What window did you have to throw that ball into? Now, here's the other side of the things. I shouldn't even say the other side. Here's the extension of that argument, and I've been saying this: Aaron Rodgers is at his best when, when. You're probably thinking, what? What the hell is he talking about? Aaron Rodgers is at his best when? When he has the extra second and the play begins to break down and he gets on the move. And it's all it doesn't have to be running the football. And I'm just talking about stepping outside of the pocket, getting that extra couple of seconds, and then throwing into a window. Right? We've seen it time and again. Aaron Rodgers rolling out to his right. Oh, my God. Look at the dart that he threw off of his back foot. And we all go, holy crap. Holy, that's only something that God and Aaron Rodgers could do. And you're right. Now, take it to the next level. What has been the problem? Right. The offensive line sucks. He doesn't have that extra second. He doesn't have the ability to roll out. He doesn't have the ability to escape because both sides are collapsing. It's coming up the gut. He's got pressure in his face. This offensive line has sucked bad. Another complete ineptness of handling regarding Matt LaFleur. Oh, everything's on the table. Well, you better get it off the table. That's part of the problem. You don't have that ability to extend plays because the offensive line has not been good. One of the best pass blocking on, and they're still pretty good. I mean, when it comes to rankings, I shouldn't completely rip on them because that's that's erroneous. Um, but they have not been as good consistently. So that ability to extend plays for Aaron Rodgers, where he is so incredibly good, has not been there. So you you put pressure on the quarterback. Guys aren't really that good getting open. And the the refusal to hand off the football, it's been the recipe for disaster for the last couple of weeks. Then you get into the whole second half of ball games, and the ineptitude there to the score has been very evident. But that's a whole other thing. So, you know, um, uh, Brandy says, so with all the gloom and doom, what do you expect this weekend? What do I expect? I expect this team to one hand the ball off. And I'm not saying they have to be this overly committal to the run game to where each guy gets 18 carries and seven touches through the air. And all of a sudden, you know, both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are getting 25 to 27 touches. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is your best weapon in Aaron Jones has to get at least 18 carries and maybe five to six to seven touches through the air. And A.J. Dillon, eh, you know, seven to ten touches, 12 touches. Maybe a pass or two. But you do not have to force him in. This whole one one you know, one series on, one series off thing, don't don't do it. AJ Dillon is a specific use back. He is a plow north to south horse of a runner. He is a good one two punch, but he's a two, not a one. 
Aaron Jones, he's a one. He's a one out of the backfield. He can even be a one catching the, catching the football. Utilize your best weapon more. Otherwise, you are an absolute freaking moron. That'd be like going to a race and you got a choice between a Chevy Chevette and a Corvette. You got the Corvette in the garage, that's great. But if you're going to drive the Chevy Chevette instead of the Corvette, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You use it. You utilize it. That's number one. Number two, I want to see consistency. This is a team you should be able to beat. You're going to face a good defensive front. Run the football, stick to the run, down and distance situations, third and short, second down, first and second down plays have to garner positive yardage. I want to see Rodgers out of the shotgun. I want to see him more under center. It doesn't have to be the majority of the game. I'm not looking for that. But stop running 95% of your plays out of shotgun. So those are some of the things offensively. Defensively, you can't get much better. I just want to see this defense actually play with tenacity in the fourth quarter. When they've been giving up points and we say, oh, they're just worn down. I, I, no, I, I want to see them play aggressively, as aggressively in the fourth quarter as they do in the first quarter. And maybe we can hear that giant. <laughs> That's a suction noise of Joe Barry pulling his head out of his ass. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Mitch. Mitch, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Yeah, morning, morning, Bill. I just, you know, I, I agree, you know, we got to do something with the play calling, but I'm not even, Mike, you know, I, and maybe you can clear this up for me, but are we just underutilizing the whole tight end? Um, you know, you see Gronk and you see Travis Kelsey, they made a living out of running out five yards and turning around and catching the ball. Or as our mm-hmm. offensive line that bad, that we need them to stay in there and block so that Rodgers can get the ball up. But it just seems like it, it's okay to dink and duck and play small ball down the field and still win games. We don't need to go for that kill shot. I just don't know what what your thoughts are on that. No, I agree. I mean, last game you had uh, uh, Robert Tanyan set a record for catches for a a pass-catching tight end. He had 10 catches in the last game, and they utilized him. So I was glad to see that and really did did it out of more out of necessity than part of the game plan because they had nobody else to throw to. So, no, I I agree with you. Continually involved Robert Tanyan, Mercedes Lewis even, because Mercedes Lewis can catch the ball and moves the chains. You just need to move the ball downfield. You don't need to be tenacious with it. Just keep moving the ball and keep moving the chains downfield. I agree. 100%. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll come back. Talk to Ross listening to us in Wausau, and also Ben Kenny has uh, a few things regarding this as well. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip, and they have the uh, opening drive contest. They are proud supporter and sponsor of Packers football. The opening drive works like this, just like I did today. I went into the one over here by the Waukesha County Airport, stopped in, got out of the truck, Got up, went to the uh, quick rewards thing on the pump, and I typed in typed in my phone number. There you go. Hit enter. Started filling up. That means I'm automatically registered for the opening drive contest. It's that simple. But I finished filling up. I went inside. I grabbed myself a uh, breakfast sandwich. Uh, I needed a five-hour energy. I was kind of dragging ass today and uh, picked up a couple other things and paid for it. Quick rewards. Typed it in. And they said, oh, would you like a free cheeseburger? Yes, I would. Took that free cheeseburger. I was all fired up. Jumped in a car and came home. But I'm registered for the opening drive contest. And if you, as one lucky winner each week, is chosen, if you are chosen, every yard garnered by the Green Bay Packers in the opening drive will net you $10. Who couldn't use extra cash at the pump right now? 
if people say, well, gas prices are coming down. Well, yeah, but they're still way the hell up. It was a, it was a dollar eighty nine or something like that a few years back. So I don't want to hear it. I could still use free money at the pump. I don't care who you are. And you can also get some cents off at the pump if you stick with your quick rewards. Hell, yeah, that's Quick Trip. That is our friends at Quick Trip. Make sure you use your quick rewards card for the opening drive contest, a proud supporter of Packers football. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'm telling you what, a really cool place. I just had a friend of mine that said they heard it on the program, and they called to the uh, Irish Cultural Heritage Center, the ICHC.net, ICHC.net in Milwaukee. said, oh, my God, old, stoic, beautiful place. His daughter is looking to get married. And they didn't. They wanted a really cool place, but they didn't want to break the bank. And he's, you know, they're a little bit funny because they're they're Italian. They're not Irish. But he said, oh, my God, it was a, a stunning place, and they've chosen to go there. He said the pipe organ was amazing. I've been telling you, that's that's one of the reasons that they started advertising on the program, because it's a, it's kind of an unknown. It's right there on Wisconsin Avenue. Beautiful, beautiful place. If you go to the ICHC.net, ICHC.net, and you can go there and you can click on the weddings link, but you can see the picture of kind of that front area. It used to be a it still is, but it used to be a big church. A big uh, Celtic church, and uh, now it's uh, they use it for many different things. But, oh, man, what a beautiful, beautiful place. And they have some events coming up. Uh, they have some concerts coming up. So, yeah, um, check it out, the ICHC.net, ICHC.net. And then if you're looking to do weddings and such there, um, by all means, get a hold of them. It's a, it's a really cool, cool, old, stoic place. And the best part is it's not going to break your bank. That's You get you get the history uh, without having to pay for, uh, you know, massive, massive, massive amounts of money. That's the best part about it. 877 Let's get back to the phone calls. Our buddy Gerard from Delaware. Gerard, what's going on today, man? How you doing? Hey, Bill. I thought it was the uh, Ben Kenny show. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Uh, no, that's okay. Ben, Ben's, <laughs> Ben's going to give us his, uh, his devil's advocate opinion coming up here momentarily. You, you, you know, Bill, like your, your guy was saying they'd have to give up, what, a two and a four for Claypool or something like that. And I tell you what I would do. I would go after Gasecki, the tight end, and Claypool. And, you know, depending upon, you, you know, I know they're not going to do it, okay? I'm just saying what I would do. And I would, what, what other tight end do we have? We have Tanyan, and we have Lewis for block, and the other two guys, DeGore, the other guy's useless. They're totally mm-hmm. useless, right. and yep. and maybe you could put the gore in in part of the trade or something like that. But I mean, you know, that's what I would do, and then I'd use the two tight ends, and I'd use Claypool, and I and I'd start it like that. And you know, uh, look, they have to make a move. They have to make a move. I mean, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. This is like you have a bunch of uh, uh, college juniors that you know. At this time of the year, college juniors is coming in. You're putting them as receivers. I mean, they, they, you know, it's ridiculous. And and it, unless they give Rodgers these weapons, there's no excuses. There really right. is. There There is no excuses at all. And I, I just want to say one more thing, Bill. 
have you ever seen in your life four most uh, four of these teams that are in the finals that you can't root for any of them in baseball? You can't root in baseball? for any of them. Yeah. No, they're, well, they're, we've got, well, we've got the uh, the Philadelphia Phillies because oh, of Ben Kenny yeah. and his his mental health. So we don't want to see Ben commit Harry Carey or anything like that. Uh, we like Josh Hader, but we're not necessarily Padres fans. Uh, I can't root for anybody out of the American League. I like Dusty Baker, but that team's a cheating franchise. And then the Yankees are the SOBs of the world. Well, so, you, you know, yeah, people it's, it's don't tough. talk about this. People don't talk about this much, and they don't mention it in New York at all. On the Mitchell report, there are 35 guys on that report that played for the Yankees at one time or the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, they can't say they're clean. You know what I mean? They can't oh, say no, it no, at no. all. And, and so, you know, it's ridiculous, but I can't root for it. At least, I mean, I, look, you know what I mean? I, I right? can't root for that. I, well, where I'm you're being, at, I get it. I understand that. I yeah. don't blame you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> But Ben's a good guy. I like him a lot. He's like I said, he's uh, a talented young man. Very talented. There you go. Ben Ben uh, Ben getting praise and, and sending money to Gerard out there in Delaware later on this afternoon. Nice. I like that. End of the week, the check is due. That's all I know. Yes, that's it. Gerard, <laughs> you man. Good. Appreciate it. See ya. He drops off. So, what would it cost the Green Bay Packers to get Chase Claypool? What would it cost? Um. It seems like they would be asking for a second, third-round pick. If that was the case, I'd be on the phone now saying, we'll give you a third and then a 2024 fourth or fifth or sixth. I'd be doing that right freaking now. Right, I'd give them the third-round pick right now. Third round sucked. Give it right now. Right damn now. Ben, what is the devil's advocate side? I was going to say first, Gerard is my East Coast plant, just to make that clear. Oh, Um, no, he loves you like a third cousin. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Uh, us East Coasters stay together. So I I don't know. Um, They need help. A wide receiver, uh, the room needs help. For the offense to succeed, a lot has to go right. A lot has gone wrong. Like the offensive line has struggled but I, I can't sit here and, and think about this team and talk about this team and, and not point out the fact, like, Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like he's looked in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is the worst he's played for four or five years. Go back to, I don't know, I, maybe even before he got hurt, what was that, 2018? Right. I, maybe go yeah. back to the year before that. Like, yes, the guys on the outside uh, aren't open all the time. There's no Devontae. The the threat of Marquez Valdez-Scantling over the top is not on this team anymore. But you go back to the final drive versus the Giants. Like The offensive line did not get crushed against the Giants in London. Aaron Rodgers had chances on the goal line to make a play, and he threw into an all-out blitz on the right side that was telegraphed to Lazard. Like I, For this team to succeed, they need help on offense. They need the guys to get healthy. Aaron Rodgers has to play a lot better. Um, I would agree with that. I, I do not disagree that Rodgers needs to play better. I also think it all goes hand in hand. He needs help up front. Um, he needs better talent to throw to. Uh, let's. If I'm a defensive coordinator, who am I scheming for? If I'm facing the Green Bay Packers, I'm scheming for Aaron Jones. I want to stop Aaron Jones. Everybody else doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to say it's easy, 
But Romeo Dobbs, maybe because he's emerging, but he's still not. He's still a raw talent. So I, I'm, I'm. That's what I'm scheming for. Stop Aaron Jones. The rest, not going to worry about too much. And oh, by the way, if you're the Green Bay Packers, uh, and you're any one, I mean, there were six drops in this last game against the Jets between the penalties and the drops, killed drives. This team, it's not like they don't have chances. Because they do. Some of the stuff that they've done, uh, it, you know, if, if you want to talk about, you know, Matt LaFleur needing to do a different, you know, kind of song and dance, it to me it would be, Matt, your team is making so many mistakes. Why? What is the attention to detail? You know, you got guys dropping p- passes, guys holding, you bust open big plays, and they're all being called back. Come on. What's the attention to detail? And the majority of it is holding coming out of your offensive line. So your offensive line is – not the same as it has been in the past. What, what's what's the attention to detail on the problems there? That's like Mike McCarthy getting criticized each and every week because his team is one of the most penalized teams in the National Football League, and they crucify the guy. Nobody's saying anything about Matt LaFleur going, you know what, six drops, five penalties, three of them costly. Come on. It's all detail, man. That's part of it, too. So there's a – uh, Go ahead. There's a clip we could play um, – on the Zach Gelb show, Kenny Clark went on there. He talked to, you know, he mirrored the whole execution thing that LaFleur has talked about, Rodgers has talked about. I'm getting mm-hmm. kind of sick of all the execution talk while it's right. Like, this team also gave up in the second half against the Jets. And Robert Sala right. talked about it. There also feels like a, in the end of games, when they get punched in the mouth and they start to get down, like, you feel like the fight has just not been there. They, you feel like they don't have the ability to come back. That, that's exactly right. I, I've said that, Ben, at the beginning of the year when they lost Devontae, I said, I think offensively they'll be okay, but when it comes down to crunch time, who are they going to throw to? Who is going to move the ball? Who is going to be downfield? Who's going to take the lid off? That's what I've been saying the whole time. It feels like they just go, well, we don't have that ability, so we'll just give up. Now, I'm not going to say they do because nobody does, but you know, you, you're already underutilizing the, the, the running backs that you have, and it seems like you just don't have an answer. And it's, you know, the second half of ballgames, we've been, you know, we've, we've harped on that pretty much all season. So I, I don't want to go down that road again. But it's true. I, you, you know, it's just, it's factual. They just don't have that ability. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please go ahead and do so. Uh, this is Jesse listening to us in the 608. He said, uh, this weekend unit, college football, and then heading to the Dells for five days of nothing but drinking and water sports. I hope that means you're staying at a water park and you're not some kind of freak. Just an FYI. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. talking about what you're doing this weekend ellie listening to us in manitowoc says the in-laws are coming so we're heading over to forgotten fire winery for enough wine that won't uh for enough wine that i won't have to hear my mother-in-law critiquing how i raise my kids (laughs) all right you got one of those okay ellie you know what anytime there's a goodness or a badness in life i would suggest going to forgotten fire winery up in peshtigo you're not far from it. 
So uh, up there, man, to walk, it's what, maybe a 45-minute drive, hour drive at the most? Stopping up to Peshago. Stop in. Make sure you, Ellie, make sure you say, hey, I heard it on the Bill Michael show. You get a deal. And if you're going to a local grocery store, liquor store, wine store, ask for it by name. Forgotten Fire Winery. As a matter of fact, I saw a big post today from Forgotten Fire on Facebook of Jake, the winemaker, sitting in front of this big vat. He's stirring something. I pray to God he's stirring up some more of that cider. Whew, that cider's good. And it'll just get you there. Yeah. It's good and it gets you there. Good, good stuff. That's our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Ask for it by name. Wines and ciders, just enjoy it. By the glass, by the bottle, by the can, whatever it happens to be. Check out our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, go ahead and do so. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, first up, listening to us in Wausau is our buddy Ross. Ross, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good. How are you? Uh, I just wanted to make some observations or comparisons about the Packers and um, just as a disclaimer, obviously I'm a Cowboys fan, but I don't know why the Packers aren't playing more like the Cowboys are, you know, relying on their run game and their defense. Like the Packers have a way better quarterback, so it should be easier to throw and their defenses are comparable. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like is the coaching, and this is crazy to say this, are the Cowboys being coached that much better than the Packers right now? Yes. That, you know, like, because I know how little or, you know, and before the season, too, how little I thought of McCarthy. I thought he was gone. And now I don't know what to think with how well they've played since Dak's been injured. You know? Yeah. I would I, I would agree that right now they are the, the Green Bay Packers are not calling the offense with utilizing, I guess, the best talent they have. I, I think they're calling it in a fashion in which they're accustomed to, and it, it, you need to morph and change. And let's be honest, it goes back to attention to detail. The offensive line needs to get solidified. That's where it all starts. Once that gets solidified, everything trickles down from there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of odd to see, you know, Rodgers, like, having these issues, especially, you know, and the offensive line as well. Like, it's crazy. I thought coming in, that was the strongest part of their game. And even with uh, Bakhtiari working back in, I thought he looked good. But last week, I just couldn't believe what was happening to them, you know, the way Mm -hmm. they were getting run over by the Jets. Right. I agree. They got manhandled, no doubt. uh, And then can I just say one more thing? I took some stuff to Dwayne's cover it all to have, him redo some stuff for me. And, man, I don't know why anybody else would go to any other upholstery shop in the area. He does such a good job. He's super timely, super, super uh, astute with all of his work. And uh, all my seats that I took to him to have redone, they look brand new. He just did an amazing job. I hear you advertise for him on here, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to him for the great work that he does. Absolutely. He, he, I couldn't agree more, man. Appreciate the phone call. Appreciate the comments. Uh, I, he's right. Dwayne's covered. All. I've been telling people about this for years. And if you got anything that needs to be reupholstered, recovered, whatever, you know, boats, uh, gym equipment, office furniture, stuff for your house, you know, antique stuff that you just don't want to throw away and you'll kind of pay whatever to get it restored. That, that it, he's fantastic. 100% fantastic. 877-867-1670. Ryan says, uh, what about trading for the uh, Panthers? DJ Moore, they had the fire sale. That's interesting because I think, first of all, it would cost you quite a bit more to get DJ Moore away from the Panthers. Secondly, the Panthers have said they don't want to get rid of him because they believe he's a cornerstone. So when they begin the rebuild, he's one of the guys they want to rebuild around. Um, 
whether that's true or not or that it's just basically putting it out there to up the ante, I don't know. I think everybody has a price. Um, But that is another guy that if you're going to go all in, DJ Moore would be a great way to go. Chase Claypool, big guy, strong guy, good wingspan, large hands, able to catch the football. We've all seen his play, and when he was paired up with a decent quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, he could get the job done. DJ Moore would be another one. Those two guys are, if I'm Brian Gutekinds, I'm back and forth on two different phones right now, those are my targets, 100%. But the Carolina Panthers uh, have said, you know, that DJ Moore, unbelievably talented, and he's what they call a foundational player. And while they did get rid of McCaffrey, because McCaffrey's older, he's been banged up, San Francisco got an elite weapon, yes, but the Panthers, they don't want to really, or at least they're stating, they're stating that, uh, as Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reported, that he, that he is a, quote, foundational piece of their roster, showing uh, that they really would like to keep him. Now, everybody has a price. Depends on what you're willing to pay. But this whole thing about hanging on to draft picks like Gr- Grim Death unprovable, unproven guys when you need to win right now, I think is the dumbest thing you can do. I think it's the dumbest thing you can do. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Russ listening to us up in Green Bay. Russ, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing great. I have a couple thoughts on the things you guys have been talking about. Uh, yeah, go ahead. As far as the team, the offense giving up, to me, I really look back at after the very first offensive play of the season, which was probably Rogers' best thrown ball of the year, and unfortunately the rookie dropped it, and you could just see the life go out of the offense for the rest of the game. It, it, the body language was horrible on the sidelines for the whole game, and it just mm-hmm. seems like they just have never really recovered from that. Like, well, that didn't work, so now what are we going to do? That's what it kind of feels like. It's kind of lingered on for the whole year for them. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm going to say it was a hangover in that game, but they've had some good moments and they've had some good drives where you thought, okay, they finally got it together. But I, I agree with the call that said earlier, and like you alluded to, in the second half of ball games, when things become really kind of tension-filled, they just don't seem to have that ability to push the ball down the field on a consistent basis. They just don't. And, you know, I I think it also goes back to the the line has been getting somewhat manhandled the last couple of weeks, which is why this week I really – I hope they put everything back on track. Well, when you take an all-pro left guard and put him at right tackle, you've just weakened two positions on the line as far as I'm concerned. Correct. I agree. I I, I would love to see them get that solidified all over again. I agree with you. And then the last caller was talking about the college and coaching, and I, for one, am – Tired of hearing Lafleur how he's got a coach better. He's getting out coached, or you know maybe he's protecting the players, but he's going to talk himself right out of a job because if they have to make a change, that's the first guy they're going to change. I I completely agree. He's got time. He's appreciate the phone call. He's got a couple of NFC Championship games in his pocket. He's got some time. He's built up credibility, but to sit here and see this offense struggle, the offensive line struggle. Um, I I, mean, I think you could probably lay it at the feet of both Brian Gutekinds and I. you can lay it at the feet of three people. Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, Brian Gutekinds. Gutekinds had to wait for Rodgers. Rodgers kind of waited around to see what he wanted to do. In the meantime, the relationship with Devontae somewhat soured. 
Uh, they knew they needed to go out and find another wide receiver. They really didn't get the guy. They got a guy that we all felt it was coming, and he was going to get banged up, and sure enough, he did. You know? Uh, in the meantime, Matt LaFleur is screwing around with an offensive line. It either is working or isn't working, and I agree with you on the the placement. We saw it happen last year during the uh, the NFC playoffs in which they screwed around with the offensive line, refused so stubborn and obstinate to make changes to go back to the way it was when it was actually successful. They chose not to do so. They found themselves getting their asses whipped. They got their asses whipped on the offensive line again this past week. So uh, the play calling, only getting three touches uh, to Aaron Jones and then saying, well, that's unacceptable. Well, that's on you. You know, the coaching. So there's plenty of blame for everybody to go around. You can talk about A.J. Dillon out of the backfield and the big drop that he had last week. Alan Lazar with a drop across the middle. Romeo Dobbs with a uh, a drop on the outside. The holding penalty on the big, big run that Aaron Jones had that finally showed some life. But yet you had, uh, was it either Royce Newman or Elton Jenkins, one of the two with a holding penalty. So it just, it was, it's always a mistake. It's a mistake. And and so you're kind of hoping that, you can play. I'm not going to say they're completely going to play totally mistake-free football this week, but that's kind of what you're hoping for. Just eliminate the mistakes, play fundamentally solid football. You should win this game going away. You just should. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. Joey, you want to get yourself something to eat tonight before maybe you head out? You want to watch a Friday night game at Dominic Sports Bar? Maybe during the week, play a little bocce ball, getting out of the house. They still do it even in the wintertime. I saw them out there the other night. Stop over to uh, Albanese's Roadhouse. Great place, family place on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield in the Waukesha area right next to Menards. Tell Joey we said hi. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers look to snap a two-game losing streak when they play the 2-4 and four Washington Commanders at FedEx Field on Sunday. Kickoff at 12 noon. Green Bay may be looking to find a spot for offensive tackle Yash Nyman after this comment last night from Packers offensive coordinator Adam Stenovich. I think kind of to answer the question earlier was, do you feel more comfortable with David left tackle now? You know, now that he's been going. And so every week it was kind of like, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Well, now the last two weeks it's kind of been like, all right, he's kind of back in his groove now, so... Now we can kind of see what's going to happen. That could mean moving Elton Jenkins back to guard. Matt LaFleur says Washington's defensive line is one of the best they'll face so far this season. It can give you nightmares if you let it. If you watch the sack reel or the just the pressure reel, the third down is, you know, you got you got to have a plan for it. And even when you have a plan for it, it still might not go the way you want it to go. They just wreck havoc on an offensive line and, and on the teams they played. And so it's going to be a great test for us. Aaron Rodgers. They're really good, really good. I mean, a lot of a lot of first round picks on there. They got five guys with three plus sacks. You know, they get a lot of push up front. Yeah, it's a solid defense uh, front to back. Jack Del Rio is the commander's defensive coordinator and told reporters in Washington what he sees offensively from Green Bay. It, it starts for us as as we look at it uh, with with the two running backs. I think they're both very good. The offensive line does a good job of creating holes and space and opportunities for those guys, and that's where it starts. And then when you try and sink your teeth into them and getting them slowed down, then they, they've got they've got the wide receivers that, that are going pretty good, you know, uh, Lazard and Dobbs. And I know that a couple of their guys are banged up. They may get one back. We'll see how that goes through the week. But um, Aaron tends to make guys look pretty good. That's Washington's Jack Del Rio in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. 
Welcome back. Hey, our friends at Cunis RV, Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer all throughout the great state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. Representing America's most reliable and best-selling RV and camper brands such as Jayco, Forest River, Gulfstream, Nexus, Thor, Heartland, Keystone, Redwood, so much more. Sunset Trail, Crossroads, love them all. Uh, you can stop in at one of their many locations. If you haven't gotten your RV winterized, you're going to want to do that before something busts on that thing. Uh, but if you're looking to trade it in, if you're looking to store it, if you're looking for consignment, all of it, they can do. Uh, just go to Cunis, K- K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. I go to the one down in Elkhorn. Go see my buddy Scott down there. Uh, that's where uh, we have the uh, the big unit cruiser currently stored. But uh, they have them all over the state of Wisconsin. They continue to grow, too, and they're putting money into the buildings. They're making these big dealerships bigger and better. And because the how many they have, their buying buying power is so strong. So get a, uh, get to, get in there. Take a look around. See what they have to offer. That's our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Jason listening to us in Platteville says, Bill, George Christ Bowl weekend. Come on down. We're three and three, but throw the records out the window. That's Jason in Platteville. That's what he's doing this weekend. Forgot about that. The George Christ Bowl. You would assume it being the George Christ Bowl and UW-Whitewater heading down there that um, you might see Paul Christ down there, Ben. You could see Paul Christ hanging out down there, possibly. He's got nothing going on right now, right? Who knows? 877-867-1670. Also, Noah listening to us in Rice Lake says, playing Turtleback this weekend and a good cigar. Oh, get one more good golf weekend in. Maybe we got a couple more coming. Ben, how late uh, into the season do you play golf? Once Saturday's Saturday college football hits, you don't play golf anymore, do you? Not really at all. Once football season starts, I'm I'm here late pretty much every night. Yeah. So golf season's over for me. Better for the yeah. mental makeup. So. We'll come right. back in, what, May, April, try to fix all the problems again. <laughs> all right. At least you got a plan. That's the way to go. 877-867-1670. Hit us up again, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Go ahead and do so. Uh, real quick, let's go. Oh, Tim just hung up. I was going to go to Tim and Sparta. Um, we got Craig Hoffman, by the way, uh, from the team, 980 in D.C., He's coming up here at the bottom of the next hour. We're going to talk with him about this Washington Commanders team and about the front that they have. So we're going to uh, get into that discussion coming up here in about 35 minutes, so stay tuned for that. Um, This one's from Kelly who says, uh, Hey, Unit, how good is the defensive front of the Commanders? Can they manhandle the offensive line, and do you think that they move Yash Nyman this week? You just heard Mike Clemens' report there where they had – uh, Stenovich talking. They finally believe that David Bakhtiari's back in his groove. And if he's back in his groove, then he kind of talks about the, you know, okay, now we can kind of go and see or whatever, it, which maybe the alluding to the effect of Yash Nyman could then move over to right tackle, move Elton Jenkins back to left guard, solidify the left side of the line, and uh, kind of get things all straightened out. That might not be a bad way to go. I, I still think I, I think this team gets exponentially better offensively if they can just get the line solidified. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy and Ben Kenny.
throwing out a poll question. In the event this Packers season goes a bit off the rails, who gets the hook first? Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur? <laughs> I think I w- there has to be the neither pick, but Aaron Rodgers right now leading with 47 votes, 53.2%. I don't think they'll ever give the hook to Aaron Rodgers. Just an FYI. A big win to start out the uh, the season last night by the Bucks on the road in Philadelphia. They're also the experts pick to win the title this year. It's them, the Clippers, the Warriors, who you can never count out. Even the Miami Heat are thrown in there. But the Bucks appear to be everybody's darling to win a championship. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.